Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the very first edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show of the year 2021. I, of course, am he, Mr. Warren Hayes. I want to welcome you all. Happy New Year, everyone! Since it's the first time we actually get to talk to each other before since since the, starting this brand new this brand new year. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Officially, the first Mr. Warren Hayes show because because I did die. Yeah, listen, I, let's not get into semantics into specific things. I want to welcome you all, and I really, really hope, sincerely, profoundly, deeply hope that 2021 is a year that uh, that achieves. All of your expectations. I really hope that uh, that the new year for you is full of uh, joy, first and foremost, happiness. Hope y'all stay healthy. Hope uh, I really hope that whatever you have planned or whatever you feel should happen or whatever you'd like to see happen, I hope it happens for you. I hope. I just hope nothing that uh, uh, good things happen to all of you this year. And I welcome you, welcome all of you, uh, once again here tonight on another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show, which we record live every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here, right here live, which then in turn means that we get a live audience. We get live people joining us live in the live chat to chat about wrestling or whatever wrestling things I'm talking about or you know just uh, completely off topic stuff too at the same time if you know what I'm saying uh we got just want to say hello and a happy new year to Tim Traver who's here good friend of the show good to see you Tim Robert Larry as well how you doing Kelly Tonres as well good to see you we've got uh uh we got Thomas the Thursday Night Messiah Thomas Gorys good to see you We've got, uh, oh, look at that. We've got our boy Spinny Love, Spencer Love from Love Wrestling. Go check him out. Go subscribe to his channel at the same time. Why don't you? Good to see you uh, tonight, uh, Spencer. We've got Chris Greenlee and Evan Wright here as well. We've got uh, Benoit, who has joined us here too. Let's see, Sean Taggart is here. Hello, William Davis. Oh my goodness, uh, um, J.K. Schwal is here, and the first lady of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show, Kristen Ashley as well. Wrestling Plug Inc., Bert Macklin, good to see you, Bert. Mr. Fretz is here, DGMC. My God, what a crowd that we have here assembled tonight here on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. And hey, if you are if you, if you like this already, if you're enjoying a good time, if you're like, hey, Warren said my name, why don't you give the video a thumbs up? That would be very much appreciated. Thank you very much. Always helps grow the show. Uh, and, uh, and you can also help out on the audio side of things if you're listening to the Mr. Warren Hayes show in its podcast format. Uh, it's also available. Uh, you can also leave a review, a subscription, a love, or whatever it is you do to show some love over on that end. That is fantastic. You can do that, do that as well. Thank you very, very much, uh, per usual, uh, that, that kind of stuff. It, but it's silly, but it really, really does help uh, quite a bit. Um, and uh, hey, hey, okay, here's the, uh, uh, here's the thing. At the same time, uh, uh, you, can, uh, you can also head on over. <laughs> I don't know why I'm stuttering. You can also head over to Bell to Bell. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even know why I stutter. Belltobells.com, which is your women's wrestling wire. B-E-L-L-T-O-B-E-L-L-E-S. 
or uh, or also on um, or you can also head on over to uh, uh, the uh, Bell to Bell's Twitter account. Follow there if uh, for everything res- related to re- wrestling. <laughs> Can you can you tell I haven't done this in a week? Um, <laughs> for everything related to women's wrestling, there you go. Bell to bells is your. It like I I don't know why you'd go anywhere else if you wanna if you wanna uh, get some thoughts and some insight and some great interviews with some fantastic women's uh women's wrestling uh, wrestlers women wrestlers. Jesus Christ, this is the worst pitch I've ever done. <laughs> Just go, belltobells.com, or head on over to the Twitter account. Uh, Kristen released uh, the results of the Bell to Bells readers' polls. Uh, so that's uh, something that you should check out. Lots of great uh, lots of great winners for that. Uh, go see what the Bell to Bells readers and uh, audience and viewers and whoever has... Um, uh, go check out what they uh, decided uh, on who were their favorites, who were the best this year. Go check that out. And also join the Mr. Warren Hayes Discord. That's also a cool thing. The link is in the description. That's always a good place to be. Babaruski, good to see you. Welcome to the chat, sir. And noob, and it's good to see you too as well. It's fantastic. Good to see everyone here tonight. So, um, there we go. Okay, so, um, tonight, special show to kick off the new year. Something that... I, I, we, when I was, uh, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's something new that we're going to try out here tonight that I'm going to try out, uh, putting myself out there. This is actually an idea I was, uh, that, uh, that Kristen got a couple of, uh, that Kristen got a couple of days ago, actually. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, over the past, of the, over the past week or so we were chatting about things that we could be doing on the, uh, on the Mr. Warren Hayes show. Uh, moving forward, things that we could try, and um, and the uh, and the um, coming up with ideas. Kristen came up with these ideas where I should do a show where the audience actually picks the topics and picks them live. Nothing like send me your ideas and I'll cherry pick some. No, no, no. Putting myself out there in danger. <laughs> not in danger but you know uh just uh, that's uh, basically having the live audience tonight decide to pick the topics that i should be discussing on tonight's show and i thought that was a great idea and we're going to try it out we're de- we're going to try it out uh we're going to try it out tonight uh i've um posted about it i've uh, tried to get the word out there i'm excited to see how this is going to go and everyone has a chance tonight. Anyone who is watching live here has the opportunity uh, to uh, to uh, to jump in, and we're going to do it as a, and and we're going to do it as a bit of a raffle in a sense. I'm going to be picking six topics basically, so six of you will have a chance to have their topic be discussed tonight, <laughs> put forward, uh, and we're going to do it in the form of a raffle, uh, which uh, you will be able to participate. In the live chat, once the ra- once the raffle is started, you're going to have a minute to enter the raffle, and by you can enter the ra- the raffle by typing uh, exclamation mark raffle. Don't do it just yet because the raffle hasn't started uh, just yet. But uh, but uh, you'll have a minute to do that, and at the end of the minute, we will randomly pick a winner, and that person will then 
type directly into the chat what they're what they would like me to discuss could be a question could be a topic as i said like i, I want there's a few ground rules that we need to establish before we, we we go forward here right first and foremost uh uh wrestling related topics only obviously don't want to start talking about you know stuff in washington and things like that there are much better people out there to discuss it and frankly um you know uh, I uh, yeah I feel that's it I just feel completely underqualified to talk about what happened what's or what's going on in the world you know wrestling pro wrestling let's keep it at that um no fantasy booking questions not because I don't like fantasy booking I just suck at it I'm not very good at it so you know it's like how would you book uh Roman Reigns into WrestleMania I don't know I don't know so it'd probably be really awful. So let's avoid those types of questions. Um, if uh, if a subject comes up, um, we won't. I won't revisit it later in another subject. So let's say at some point we talk about I don't know Jimmy Hart. <laughs> Ask my question about Jimmy Hart. I don't know. Uh, and there's another topic later on in the evening. It's like about a little later on about Jimmy Hart. I won't revisit it. So only only one subject will be dealt with within the topics. How about that? Uh, once you, uh, once you, um, your topic gets selected, you can't re-enter, uh, and, uh, and, uh, super chats, by the way, if you do want to show some support for the Mr. Warren Hayes show, those are always welcome, but they have to be on topic. They have to be on topic with the topic that we're discussing. Uh, super chats won't lead me into, uh, let's avoid doing super chats that would lead me into another topic that hasn't been selected. Okay. Just for tonight, we're just breaking the mold a little bit, uh, a little bit tonight, a little out of the ordinary. But I will thank Anakin JMT for tonight's uh, super chat for his super chat tonight. Thank you very much. He says, "Focus, Warren, focus." Yeah, no kidding. I, I I'm feeling ba getting back into that. I'm, 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 I'm getting into it. I, I can feel the groove. I'm getting there. So, uh, so yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much for your super chat, Anakin. And I mean, if you do want to drop super chats to uh compliment or uh to compliment add to a conversation add to a topic please feel free to it just can't swerve into uh into other discussions is what i'm trying to say here tonight so we'll see what happens like bear with me tonight folks this is going to be a test okay we're gonna we're gonna try this out see how it goes i i, I mean hey why not start off 2021 you know completely out there trying something entirely new mark forbes good to see you as we see you mark forbes we're gonna start the giveaway right now now it should pop up in the chat that it has started there we go so the raffle is officially closed we are going to pick our winner oh boy dgmc is our first winner of the evening dgmc please type your oh jesus christ please type your subject into uh your topic into the uh into the chat what is your ideal celebrity in wrestling crossover and why is bert kleischner telling the machine story why is bert kreischer telling the machine story with miro I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what is this? Bert, hang on. Should I? Who's Bert Kreischer? Let me check. I'm not sure who that is, and I feel stupid. Okay, Bert. Okay, now I see his face. I know who we're talking about. Okay, the comedian. Okay. Um, but I don't know what this is. My ideal celebrity 
Um, my ideal celebrity uh, in wrestling crossover. Uh, wow, that's a that's a that's a tough one. Like, okay, let's see here. Um, let's see. There, like, if we think about successful celebrity, I, I, clearly this is in 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 relation with what happened with Snoop being on AEW Dynamite last night, right? Um, the um, what I, I mean, there's been six really successful uh, celebrity crossovers in the past, right? Uh, the Mike Tyson DX Stone Cold Steve Austin stuff comes to mind. Um, you know, I think Kevin Green was a was a good one as well. We can go back even to the '80s, you know, with Mr. T, Cindy Lauper, um, that kind of stuff really hit home. You know, I think the important thing is 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 always fi- is finding someone right who uh, who truly enjoys pro wrestling, and I think that's what that's what the trick is here. Um, I, a super recent example is Pat McAfee, right? Uh, WWE hit the nail on the head with the McAfee, uh, with, with Pat McAfee getting involved because um, because he truly loves pro wrestling. And you can tell he understands it. And he's not, you know, we've talked about this before, but, um, you know, if he, uh, if he, he, he doesn't do the, uh, Hey, I'm in under the joke, guys. I know, I know, wrestling ain't real, kind of thing. He really, he leaned into it, and he make it, he made it work. That was, that was really, really successful. So, I, I, I kind of like it. I kind of like that, and so that's what you're, that's what you're looking for, right? Uh, I know recently, well, not recently, but just Monday, you know, uh, WWE mentioned Cardi B on the air, and then suddenly. Uh, and then suddenly people started uh, tweeting at her about WWE, and she was like, "Wait, where? Why are we talking about me? What? What? What happened? Why are we talking about WWE and me? Nothing's happening." And then, uh, and then she realized that she was mentioned on the show, I guess, um, and uh, and then had to, uh, and then you know started responding to some questions, and then of course Lacey Evans started tweeting at her. And she got sh- shut down something fierce, and I think I think at some point Cardi B was starting to kind of taking offense to it because Lacey was going after her in gimmick, but Cardi was since Cardi B's not involved in WWE doesn't know what's going on. She's like, "Who's this bitch?" You know, it's like, "Okay, uh, no," I, and she started shutting her down, which makes me makes me wonder, nonetheless, if this if we haven't sown the seeds for a Lacey Evans Cardi B match at WrestleMania. Just, just saying like that. I mean, I'd be okay with her getting involved, right? I think, I, I think that would be fine if she got, if, if, if she got involved. Because Cardi B showed that she does know her wrestling. She knows, uh, she knows her, um, she knows her her stuff. So I'd be okay with, I'd be okay with it if she wants to play along, get a bit of training. You know, Stephen Armel was a good one too. From a couple of years when uh, he did a WWF WWE stuff, and then the things with Co- the stuff with Cody Rhodes as well, like, but okay. But the question was, what is my which is mine, right? Which is my um, which is my uh, my ideal uh, celebrity crossover right now? Jeez, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. 
who would be my ideal one? Not not Gronk. <laughs> Who's here? I'm I'm drawing a blank. I really like I'm trying to put together like who's who's a wrestling fan? Who do we know is a, is is a wrestling fan and would have the chops? Anakin left us a super chat. Thank you very much, Anakin. He says, as a narrow fan, I, I still have a soft spot for Stephen Amell at uh, SummerSlam 2015. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I completely, I completely uh, concur with that. I think he did. I think he did great work, and he really does like, uh, and he does like wrestling. Let's see what what are you guys uh, talking about in, in in chat? Let's see here. JL, welcome to the chat. By the way, good to see you. Uh, let's see. Uh, we've got uh, Chris Hemsworth for male. Chris Hemsworth would be really cool, actually, for uh, for a male competitor. And Gal Gadot. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth is a really good idea, and isn't and he's doing the he's doing the biopic, right? He's doing the Vince the Hulk Hogan biopic, right? I think I think that'd be pretty good. Uh, I am drawing a complete and utter blank. Like I can't see, you know, I'd probably have to get blindsided like, uh, like a Pat McAfee kind of situation where it's like, I'm not sure about this. Then all of a sudden, boom, and just pops back in and you're like, wow, this is awesome. You know who would actually be be really interesting, but he's not that big a star, and maybe maybe that's something, maybe that's something that would um, that something that would um, maybe that would be something that would help actually. Charlie Cox, who played uh, Daredevil in the net in the Marvel Netflix series, that guy has some major major fighting uh stage fighting chops like that guy can go he's really 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 good but i mean he's not like a huge celebrity either it's not like something where you're like instant draw kind of thing but kind of like mcafee right mcafee isn't a guy where you're like suddenly oh millions of new viewers that's not but yeah cox would be really good i think Yeah, that I think that's the closest. I'm just out of the blue like that. That's uh, I think that's that would be my that would be my uh, that would be my pick. I think so. <laughs> Is that was that pretty good? That uh, so there we go. So that that's the the first topic to open things up. Little light, a little light subject, uh, and. I'm I'm realizing that um, Brett Kreischer is the guy who's going to be, he's one of the guys who's hosting um, the Go Big Show, right? He's the other, he's the other guy who's not Snoop and uh, and not Cody, right? So I'm saying now I understand where all this is coming from. I still don't understand the machine stuff though. But hey, thank you very much, DGMC, for your topic. So, uh, so there we go. So we got our first topic out of the way, which was, uh, celebrity crossovers. 
And now we are going to go and open up another raffle. In just a second or two, should pop up here. And the winner is Anakin JMT. Our pal Anakin, friend of the show. Oh, there we go. Anakin's question is here. Here we go. Whenever Vince stops being in charge, who or what would be the ideal way to replace him? Oh, this is a good question. Thank you, Anakin. Um, who or what would be the ideal way? Uh, a robot. Uh, like uh, an artificial intelligence. WWE, I suspect, is currently working away. Uh, currently working on artificial intelligence. Having, uh, pumping into uh, into a machine learning uh, cloud-based machine learning, uh, and, and uh, they're 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 pumping in the last uh, fifty years of pro wrestling that they've booked, so that the the machine can then intertwine them all and then learn how to book a twenty twenty one book wrestling in twenty twenty one, just so that they're ready for when Vince passes away. Uh, he, he, the machine can continue on. And they're not debuting it just yet because Vince doesn't want to be replaced by a computer kind of thing. That's that's what I think. <laughs> oh! No, I know, I know. I, I know what you mean, uh, Anakin. One person or a committee. Um... I think that experience and and look we have our we have Dan Reed who was actually a booker who's with us in the chat and Dan can substantiate or just say that it's complete shit what I'm talking about you know he's he actually works in the business but it seems to me that uh the past has taught us that um booking decisions and creative has to stop at one person right I I don't think that booking by committee and having uh, and having sessions where people, where a bunch of people decide on various aspects, I don't think that's ever been a successful uh, method. I don't, I, I, you know, for for ill or uh, for good or bad, WWE has got to this point because Vince is uh, is the final say. Same thing in New Japan with. With Gedo, right? Uh, New Japan has had extremely successful runs recently, and there's one guy who's at the at the tail end of all all creative decisions, all booking decisions. So I feel like that should still be the case, as opposed to though you know not um, the question though is you you know you don't shut yourself off to suggestions. Or to input from uh, from your talent or outside sources or so on and so forth. I think that's crucial, actually. I know a lot of people think Triple H uh, should end up being on should end up being the creative force for WWE once Vince is gone. And frankly, uh, you'd be hard pressed you'd be hard pressed to uh, to come up with a different suggestion if you ask me. You know, um, I think that. Uh, I think that Triple H, uh, I, I I still think Triple H has a better finger on the pulse than anyone else in the company does. More than Bruce Prichard, more than Vince, of course. We know this. You know the we we know how disconnected Vince is from uh, the viewing audience. Where I really do think Triple H isn't. I still feel like he's like he's close. He has his ear closer to the ground. 
understand how things are going, how uh, how maybe uh, things are shifting around in the wrestling in the wrestling landscape right now. So I I think he's he's still the most logical choice to move forward. That being said, um, I don't know what the decision process is. Like, does Vince does Vince put it in his will? Is it something that has to be approved by the board? You know, because there's a there's a board of directors ultimately that are going to survive Vince McMahon, and they're going to want people in this position to. Uh, the, the, these are people that are going to that are going to want proper people in these high level positions to move forward, and Vince is chairman and head of creative so first and foremost they have to appoint a chairman and frankly folks it's a little more it's going to be a little more important for uh for the advancement of wwe as opposed to head of creative because then in any in any case they can uh they can appoint someone in a very temporary situation uh, as head of creative they hired a vp recently I'm trying to remember her name um VP of Creative Writing, I think. Uh, let me pull up her name. No, no, no. Christine Lubrano. Uh, she she's the Senior Vice President Creative Writing for WWE. Uh, she was brought in. Uh, she's uh, she worked as a producer for uh, IFC, and she has executive producer credits on shows like Portlandia and, and Comedy Bang Bang and. Um, and, and and others are Maron, uh, so on and so forth. Um, so is 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 that is is that a position that's been created for for the future? Because I'm not sure this is a position that's existed in WWE before, right? I don't think it's. I don't think I've ever remembered hearing about someone who was senior VP of creating creative writing. Like everything is always the buck is always stopped with Vince, so maybe this is them starting to. Uh, uh, this maybe this is them um, starting to go towards that. Um, you know, creating a successor or at least a um, maybe not as much a successor, but a uh, like grooming someone to take Vince's spot in creative, you know. But uh, from a purely wrestling landscape, landscape, um, from a purely wrestling landscape, I think Triple H is the best idea. But folks, let's not remember. Uh, let's not no. Au contraire. Let's remember. Let's not forget that WWE doesn't perceive itself necessarily as a wrestling promotion anymore. They're a media company, right? So they're going to be doing very media-friendly types of decisions, right? Let's not forget that. That's that's something that we have to keep in mind. I want to go into. Uh, um, I, I had uh, asked Dan for his uh, for his feedback on this question here. Uh, Dan of uh, Pro Wrestling Evil was in the chat and he says it will most likely be a conglomerate of people led by someone from outside the wrestling business um, leading, but not in a position where someone can't be fired, like someone like a Harold Mage. Uh, correct. Uh, okay. 
He says, uh, for the stock market, WWE needs an accomplished non-wrestling businessman to work along a Triple H, Stephanie, Bruce. Well, so that kind of ties in probably what I was talking about here. Getting someone in from the outside from uh, who works who works in TV or at least worked in entertainment outside of uh, WWE, um, uh, outside of the, the wrestling business to bring it towards a... Uh, a more TV friendly product. So, okay. The, the, I'm, I, I'm good with this. Ooh, yeah. That makes sense to me. Thank you very much, Dan. And Anakin left us another super chat. Thank you very much, Anakin. It says, follow up. If Triple H takes over the main roster, who does NXT? Now, my question to you is this. Why couldn't it all fall under the same person at this point? Uh, why would, why would NXT like to me it would actually make more sense if it was one creative person who overlooked all the brands as opposed to Vince focused on the two never touching one because then we could probably erase that that ridiculous friction that exists when you have a call up from NXT with a really good gimmick someone someone that uh, we've grown to know and, and and people are already uh behind um and then reinvent that character because Vince just, oh, what he's a big person, let's uh, have him do big guy things, uh, or whatever. You know, it's like, ha, ha, you know, having Shinsuke Nakamura come in and then Vince going, oh, he's Japanese, he's a foreign national, let, he's a foreigner, let's, let's have him do foreigner things. You know, it's like, why not just keep it all under one banner? I think that would be a good alternative. Here we go. Yes, I pulled out my Vince voice. Well, there we go. Thank you very much for the question, Anakin. In regards to um, in regards to booking, WW, uh, well, who would take over creative in WWE once Vince is gone? So we've had that topic. We've talked about uh, um, uh, celebrity crossovers. Time to open up another giveaway, folks. Well, another giveaway. Another raffle. Let's call it that. And it should pop up. There we go. And our winner is Noob. Noob, you have uh, you have the chance to pick the next topic. Oscar's booking. So we're going to talk about Oscar. Oscar's booking since since excuse me since she started since since she's been called up. Let's say to to main roster because there there's no point necessarily in going back. And talking about her phenomenal run in NXT. I mean, we all know about it. And it's it was really one of the most... Here's the thing. When we talk about streaks in professional wrestling, winning streaks, okay? Hmm? There's been, there's been a few, a handful of them. And there's some that we talk about with, um, with uh, you know, a certain level of hype, um, you know? But there are streaks that were truly revered in professional wrestling. There were winning streaks that were truly and sincerely, uh, um, uh, yeah, the, the word is revered. Um, and uh, and Asuka's streak, winning streak in NXT was was sincerely loved by wrestling fans, NXT fans. I don't think there was anyone who was into it in an ironic sense. I think it really did mean a lot to people. Uh, she was undefeated in NXT as NXT champion. She never lost the title. She retired it, then was called up to main roster where her streak continued, uh, where uh, winning the 
the inaugural uh, uh, Women's Royal Rumble match already two years ago. So that's absolutely um, that's absolutely remarkable, and that led us into uh, into WrestleMania that year, which would have been WrestleMania what thirty three. Charlotte, Oscar, I'm I'm terrible with the WrestleMania, or was it 34? 34. I'm terrible with the WrestleMania numbers. I, uh, I I'm bad with numbers. Period. So you know, it's like, so uh, so WrestleMania 34. Uh, she has that fantastic match with with Charlotte, which by the way, match of the show, right? I don't think there was any. There's no argument there. I don't think there was a better. I don't think there was a better wrestling match on that card than what Charlotte and Asuka did that night. And the streak came to a close. Was everyone in a state of shock? Yes, <laughs> I was. wasn't I wasn't expecting that. Definitely wasn't expecting her. Uh, just really, really didn't expect her to uh, to lose to Charlotte at the first WrestleMania. And and then after that, Charlotte's uh, not Charlotte, but Asuka. Uh, started to lose, um, you know, sort of like that 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 sheen that she had, that that invincible warrior um, uh, aspect that uh, that she had developed uh, over over her time in NXT. Now she started to feel a little more like a like a like a regular wrestler, right? Didn't feel invincible and. I'll be the first to say that I was a little bitter at the decision, and this has nothing to do with Charlotte Flair because Charlotte Flair is another wrestler that I really like, and I know a lot of people say, like, "Oh, of course you're going to give the win to to Charlotte, right? Because Charlotte gets everything, right?" That ha- that's completely out of the equation for me. It, au contraire, if you're going to have Char, if you're going to have Oscar at that same period in time, if anyone is going to beat Oscar for uh, for the streak. I don't see who else you could have gone. Uh, I, I I don't know who else could have done it than Charlotte. It makes perfect sense. It makes it it, it made perfect sense for them to do it at that time. Oscar, you know, flopped around a little bit. You know, the her whole, um, you know, I think that uh, um, the her whole um, feud with uh, uh, Carmella was um, well, it was disappointing. That was when Carmella was SmackDown Women's Champion, and uh, and uh, and they had uh, James Ellsworth hanging around there. I think that whole period was uh, was very very bad. <laughs> Since I don't have any more sur- superlatives that I could use outside of just very very bad, it wasn't good. Um, <clears throat> but uh, uh, over the past, like I'd say, twelve to fourteen months. Uh, we've seen we've seen a definite resurgence of the Oscar that we once knew. Having her go heel was definitely one of the best things that happened to her uh, in uh, over. Well, she turned heel at the end of 2019, so um, uh, that was one of the best things that could have happened to her. And the Kabuki Warriors turned out to be something very very interesting, despite you know the the wibbly wobbly start that they had with Paige being their manager, then Paige not being their manager anymore. And it, it worked out. It worked out because it was based on the strength of, uh, of Oscar and Kyrie together. And then WWE just leaning into the fact that 
uh, that uh, that these two could turn up the uh, turn up the ridiculousness of their situation, you know, and especially Oscar in this case, uh, to make it an entertaining and viable uh, situation for her. And I think that brought back some of the Oscar that we once knew. And I think that, uh, you know, we like to talk a lot about how 2020 was Bailey's year, Sasha and Bailey, how fantastic they were. And they were, don't get me wrong. Uh, they did, they did carry, um, they, they did carry the, uh, they did carry the shows, the shows being uh, Raw and SmackDown, of course, uh, throughout the entire pandemic era. And then on top of that, on top of that, you have to remember that Oscar was involved in a lot of these feuds. She feuded with Bailey. She feuded with Sasha. She had uh, she had her gripes with both of them. So, if anything, this year should have taught us all that WWE, as much as they like to lean into the four horsewomen, and with reason, and with reason, because look at this, the company they didn't know exactly what to do this year with the company. Uh, pandemic, uh, uh, performance center, then Thunderdome, no audiences. What did they do? They, and then Becky and Charlotte gone, leaned into the two other members of the Four Horsewomen. And look, it's always, it, these are, they're, the, the Four Horsewomen are super talented women that they can lean into any time to help elevate and bring interest to the show. But what we have to remember is that we have uh, there's a fifth woman there who is Asuka who uh, who um, whose switch can be flipped at any moment to just turn it up and be uh, be uh, uh, right up there another elite level talent that they can turn to when things start going to shit do I think that her current heel turn is great eh, not really uh, face turn excuse me it's not that great like right now she's too much of a smiling baby face and I hate it you guys know this already, though. I don't think it's great. But I think the most important thing that we have to realize is that Asuka has come through. And she's vanquished some of the worst booking situations that that can confront a WWE superstar. And she's made it through. Um, the era of invincible, undefeated Asuka are behind us. But Asuka will always be a credible, super credible uh, female wrestler for anyone that they have on the roster. She's someone outside of the four horsewomen that they can that WWE can go to, put into a big time match, and she will deliver. So I'm not worried about Asuka in the future. I don't pine for Invincible Asuka days anymore. I want to see where she's going to go, where they keep going with her as things move forward. Anakin JMD left us a couple of super chats. Thank you very much. He says, uh, first super chat says, uh, they managed to make Asuka look strong and then have her regress. She beat Becky clean at the Rumble and then she drops the title two weeks before Mania. But they do, this is not, this is not specific to Asuka. This is something that they do with, uh, with tons of superstars. Let's not forget that The Fiend was the most invincible thing in WWE until he ran into Goldberg. I mean, it's, that they win and don't forget that in their minds wins and losses don't matter when i say they wwe creative wins and losses don't matter but they do but in their minds they don't so it's not just a nasca problem it's a generalized problem in the company 
Oh, Anakin continues here. Then she wins money in the bank and becomes champ when Becky leaves, does well against Sasha, and now she's Robin to Charlotte's Batman while still champion. Hang on a second. No, 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 no. I'm not getting into that. I, I'm not buying into this. We're in week two of this. It's been two weeks since Charlotte and Asuka have been paired. Uh, obviously, they're focusing on Charlotte's return. That's fine. But I think as uh, as a very famous uh, uh, singer once said, we need to calm down. I'm not I'm not buying into her being second fiddle to anyone uh, just yet. And you know what? If you're playing second fiddle to Charlotte Flair, it's not a bad thing. I don't think it's that bad a situation either. I get it. You know, Asuka, Asuka is a beloved champion for everything that she's done. For all, for everything that she um, that she's accomplished, I get it, and I know people feel very, very passionately about her. But uh, I mean, she had a hell of a 2020. She had a hell of a year in conditions that were not easy. There, there are other. How many other wrestlers on that roster were put into high, high level positions as well and were unable to follow through? I think we should all be happy that uh, that Asuka is still on this level and doing doing the best with what she has, if you ask me. Thank you very much, Noob, for that uh, for that question there. I appreciate it. Let's open up another raffle for our third topic tonight, and we are going to pick our winner, who is going to be Vincent Elisar. Oh yeah. Oh, this is an interesting question. Would you look at that? Has social media... Okay, this... <clears throat> Vincent Elisar's question. Has social media helped or hurt wrestling for the most part? Ooh. That's a very good one. Um, The... Um, I think like anything and especially considering social media I think uh I think it's it, it's changed it's forced change into the business into the way that we approach things like here let's start off with something very very basic let's assume between all of us here let's assume that Vincent Kennedy McMahon's uh, speech on uh, Monday Night Raw back in the 90s where he effectively said that, you know, the era of, of superheroes is dead, you know, kayfabe is dead, that, uh, that, uh, that, that speech that he had. Let's assume that that never happened. And let's assume that kayfabe made it intact right up past the, the, the 2000s, right? Let's just assume between all of us. Speculatory. Um if we if if we would accept that, there is no way in hell that Kayfabe could have continued to exist with Twitter and Facebook and camera phones and like impossible. It would have died its own death. And would have forced a transformation in how the business was conducted, right? But, but I mean, right now, this is kind of, it's like, you know, it's it's speculative. 
it's speculative, speculative historical fiction at this point. Um, I think that it's, I think it's done. It's made a lot of people realize that the wrestling business isn't made up necessarily of really great people all the time everywhere. Um, I think that like in many, uh, many, just like in other entertainment Ooh, fields, yeah. let's put it that way, there is a there is a fair amount of people who are out there to uh, to who aren't who aren't good people. We're just looking out for themselves, or or scummy, or or worse. Uh, and um, and I think we're better off for it. I think we're better off for it. I don't think it'll. Of course, I'm you know thinking about things like speaking out which which I think are necessary and other people who have been exposed over the past couple of years for bad behavior let's call it that way the very blanket term but um I think there's a there's a level of self-policing that hasn't necessarily always been around in wrestling uh because of kayfabe and I think it's good that some of the, um, I, I, I think it's good that some of the, that there are cracks that have appeared and that people are a little more aware of what's going on behind the scenes with their favorite wrestlers or they're not quite as favorite wrestlers, you know, uh, or their promotions as well. Um, I think that's a, that's a very, I think it's a net positive. I really do. On the other side, I I think that it's a uh, I think it's helped independent wrestling tremendously. Ooh, yeah. Um, I um, I think it's helped. Uh, I think it's helped independent wrestling a tremendous deal. Um, independent wrestlers specifically who have been able to create contact with uh, with their audience, potential fans, potential uh, audience. In unprecedented ways. Let's not forget, before the advent of social media, and it's still a practice that exists today, the only way uh, that uh, an indie wrestler could get his or her name across was to go into your hometown, wrestle, and uh, and hopefully uh, hopefully and set up a merch table where they could sell some T-shirts. Now it's it's a little wider. It's a little more. Uh, people are a lot more accessible, and if you if you if you wrestle you start wrestling and it starts to to grow uh and it start and, and and you start to grow as a performer your name starts to uh to reach out uh more and more i think there's better possibilities for you to be booked into other um to be booked in other uh organizations uh, other promotions uh you can have your online shops now where people can buy your merch regardless of where you are and that connection with the fans is super important. So, and frankly, social media also helped tremendously the creation of, uh, the also helps independent wrestlers get, the, or independent promotions get their, um, get their shows out there. If they're being streamed either on Fight or on uh, independentwrestling.tv, uh, wherever, um, they can, I think it's been a, 
much bigger boon for the independent for independent wrestlers than anything else. I think independent wrestling, uh, excuse me, I think social media was essential in the creation of AEW. AEW led a grassroots campaign to uh, to to start off, to kick itself off, to create buzz around it. Um, hell, I would even say that the uh, that the elite, the young bucks, started uh, would have never got to the height where they are today. If it wasn't for social media, I think they used it very, very well. Um, so I think it's, I think there's a lot of good that came out of it than the opposite. We're exposed to toxic fan bases now. Um, and as someone who is, you know, who, who occupies a space, who has a D-list podcast that people listen to, you know, I'm exposed to people who come after me for my, for my opinions and uh I have to deal with those but uh, to me those are the they're blips in the system and have nothing to do with the the fun of watching wrestling and enjoying wrestling and connecting with people over the the, the thing that you enjoy and I think when when we see some of the wild reactions and the very very strange opinions that some people have we're taken aback because well the world is as vast as it is and there are all sorts of shapes and colors and uh, people come in all shapes and colors and creeds and backgrounds and ideas and philosophies. So we end up with uh, seeing things that maybe we just don't care about. So that always sucks. But frankly, overall, I really do believe that there was, that there's more good in social media than bad. Anakin JMT left us a super chat. Thank you very much. It says social media, in my opinion, played a huge part in fans turning on Rollins uh, in 2019. Him defending WWE and the uh, in the back and forth with Zack Saber Jr. really turned fans. No, no, Osprey. Okay, and he corrected it in his other in another super chat. Thank you very much, Anakin. By the way, for all your super chats tonight, very appreciative. Um, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. I absolutely agree with that. Um, uh, the uh, absolutely that was part of the uh, part of the ultimate downfall because Rollins was having a great babyface run like he was he was the guy he was the guy that was uh, that was going to take out uh, Brock Lesnar right and he did he was riding high and then it it all contributed I agree it it did contribute it but social media contributed to the downfall of a lot of fan uh, a lot of wrestlers maybe well, not a lot of few. Um, and because some of them just don't know when to not post on social media. That's, that's just it. <laughs> Vincent, thank you very much for that great topic. That was a good, uh, that was a good question. Thank you very much. And I want to say hello to Injection 2K as we start up another giveaway. And the winner is Thomas Gorey's. Thomas Gorey's, you are up next. So Thomas's topic goes like this. Given how early both are in their respective careers, how is it possible that TJ are already the greatest tag team and individual wrestlers of all time? <laughs> My God. 
Oh, brother. Oh, yeah. These boys and Anakin left us another super chat. Thank you very much, Anakin. And he says, why are the Iconics better than TJ? Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Now, here's... <laughs> I think it... I'll tell you... I'll tell you one thing. Here's what I find wild. I probably won't make 10 minutes on this topic. Just, just throwing that out there. Um... I find it wild that, and I'm going to pull up the stats here as I'm talking, but I find it wild that um, Anna Jay and uh, Tai Conchi, right, who both wrestled, who wrestled together in like uh, just a handful of matches. Let me see here. One two, three, they've wrestled three matches together as a tag team in in the history of mankind. Three matches together and people like see them fuse together at the hip and they're like, this is my team. In the Discord, people go wild. Mr. Warren Hayes Discord, which you should join by the way, if you, if you like, if you like your TJ chat, let me tell you, Um, the, uh, the, the, I think it's wild that, uh, that, the, that these two as a tag team have, have risen to this level of, of appreciation and, 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 uh, and love and it's like, and how excited people get when they see them together, when they've only wrestled three times together. I think it's, I think it's wild. That being said, you know, I think uh, Anna Jay is definitely, has definitely become one of the most improved wrestlers on AEW's uh, roster right now. Male or female. I think she's fantastic. Uh, the uh, the singles match that she had, uh, was it against, her match against uh, Sheeta was, was good. I thought she, she looked a lot crisper than in the past she had a match on dark and i can't remember once against danny jordan i can't remember uh, it was recent it was like in december but she had a match on dark against danny jordan which i thought she looked really really good in. she has really put in some work because again she was she wasn't quite ready for television right she wasn't quite ready to I don't think she was oh, yeah. quite ready for the primetime spot that she was given. That's just me. You know? But uh but I thought she uh I, I think she's she's improved dramatically. Tai Kanchi, I'm very glad that she's uh that she uh, that uh that she joined AEW. I think it's a good fit for her. Uh she's she has some great fighting background. I think she's she was she was another very good fit for um uh, for uh, for uh AEW I'm excited to see her match versus Serena Deep if I'm not mistaken one of her old trainers at the PC um very excited to see how uh how that match is going to go on I mean th- these are these are women who have great potential and have 
and have the potential to have great futures, right? They really have potential to have uh, great futures together. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, the, the discussion about the Iconics is always the thing. There's this little war. If you join the Mr. Warren Hayes Discord, you'll know what we're talking about. There's always... There's always a um, this discussion around who was the better tag team. Uh, the one thing that I do find tragic about the iconic splitting up is Peyton Royce being saddled in another tag team. Why would they have done? Why would they do? Like this is you know it's a clear example of um, it's a clear example of uh, WWE not knowing what they're doing, having no foresight, no plans, just like let's split up you know split up the iconics and. I mean, I think eventually we will get a Peyton Royce singles run, but we're going to get the, uh, clearly we're going to get the Billy Kay one first, and I'm okay with that. Uh, Billy Kay's hilarious. Billy Kay's great at what she does. There you go. So that's, that's my, that's my response to that question. Thank you very much. Thomas Gorey's got one in for everyone who was, was a, a, a TJ fan. Injection 2K left us a super chat. Thank you very much. Injection says, Off topic, Liv Morgan as a dark horse. Rumble winner. Yes. Very, very... The darkest of all horses, but yes. <laughs> I think that's a really, really dark one. Um, and yes, as uh, as Kristen says here, <laughs> as Kristen mentioned, I should recap the rules. They're appearing up uh, up top here, but a quick recap of the rules as we move on. Uh, don't as we as we lead into our final as our uh, our final is it our is this our final one? Is this the final topic? I'm losing I'm losing track of my own show, which isn't unusual if we're being honest. <laughs> It is the final topic. So remember, folks, um, for the final topic, um, wrestling-related topics only. Avoid any fantasy booking questions. Uh, I'm I suck at fantasy booking. <laughs> um, let's not cover any topics that have already been covered. Uh, if you've had a topic selected, you can't get chosen. Please do not re-enter. And uh, and uh, and the super chats. If you do leave, have some, uh, please keep them on topic. So one more time, let's start this giveaway. Let's kick it off. Okay, Benoit says his topic is the rebirth of New Japan in coronavirus times. Mm. I get to talk about New Japan, yay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, okay, so um, was a good... It's weird when you consider that um, that you consider that uh, throughout 2020, uh, New Japan had, al- had actually stopped doing shows for for a few months, right? Like there was absolutely nothing, and um, and I was uh, I was astounded to see how well New Japan bounced back. Um, they had come off uh, a. A pretty strong, a pretty strong start of the year. I really enjoyed like the what we had boiling over in in January and February, and the 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 idea of John Moxley as the IWGP US champ was really really enticing. And then on and, and then on top of everything, you know, hey, let's not forget, folks. I think quick segue here, but let's not forget that the. Um, let's not forget that the greatest 
uh, I think the greatest thing that the pandemic took away from us was the possibility of John Moxley and Zack Sabre Jr. having a match against each other. That, that really sucks. <laughs> that, I think that's the thing that I will always, I, I, that will always make me hurt this pan, uh, hate this pandemic. Gone for a couple of months, uh, New Japan was, and then sort of out of the blue, they 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 announced that they are going to be running uh, closed shows, New Japan Cup, uh, all throughout June, um, and uh, and then people started getting excited again, right? Then we started, and to be frank, when you looked on, when you looked at the whole, at, uh, when you looked at the whole of the New Japan Cup this year. Uh, they had none of their gaijin, gaijin uh, stars. It was all they. They, they were all. Uh, it was all Japanese, uh, Japanese-based stars uh, who were there. Um, but like none of you know, you didn't have Jay White in the tournament. You, there were a lot of there were a lot of people, there were a lot of people missing, and they were still able to. Um, they they were still able to pull out some fantastic matches despite the fact that you had like um despite the fact that you had matches like um uh let me see the, not matches but you had guys like uh um not necessarily Kanemaru let me see here like you had Hanma right you had Jado you had Gedo in in the match i think Zack Sabre Jr was was the only guy gene in that in that tournament right um, and I mean, they they were able to scramble and put something together, which was fan, which turned out to be fantastic, and not only fantastic, but threw us all for a loop. Because honestly, who at the start of twenty twenty would have get, would have guessed that Evil would have come out the winner of the New Japan Cup, and not only that, but a couple of months later or a couple of weeks later, win. The IWGP slash IC titles, heavyweight and IC, uh, and IC titles from Tetsuya Naito, who all of us LIJ fans had been clamoring for Naito to have a proper long win, but we never uh, reign, I should say. God damn, like it, it as much as the evil as champion stuff didn't resonate. You have to give. New Japan slash Gato, whoever, props for trying something, trying something out and keeping us on our toes. Just something surprising a little bit out of nowhere to get us talking about the product, talking about uh, what's coming forward. Because there were, I don't think, like this was a, a, a tip top level swerve to put, to suddenly have evil be in the, upper echelons of 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 new of the uh the new japan pantheon uh you can argue whether or not it was a good run or not i would argue that it wasn't i don't think he did anything special i don't think he's i don't think he's main event level material i think his only really good match as champion was the night he lost at uh summer struggle against uh against naito when naito reclaimed the titles we got a G1 nonetheless where they were able to get all of our favorites back in. And when we say all of our favorites, we're talking about Jay White, of course. <laughs> but uh, but that was... Um, 
and, and then of course led us into Wrestle Kingdom this year, which I thought, by the way, Wrestle Kingdom. I thought it was. I thought they were two. They were two good nights. I think night one was a little more consistent as far as quality goes. Night two, night two was fine, uh, but I don't think it was as. I don't think it was as consistently good as as night one was. Uh, and I think it showed in the in the um, uh, and I don't think it was as uh, um, I, 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 I don't I don't think it was as as good a, a top to bottom good show on night two. Despite the fact that on night two you had some incredible matches, I think overall the better show was on night one. And I think it showed as far as the um, the attendance goes as well. I think it was like, there were 12,000 people in the dome on night one and like a little over half of that for night two. And that's got to be a little disappointing for New Japan. And I'm not going to lie. It has to be a little disappointing. And 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 you have to you have to wonder Ooh, why yeah. um, you have to wonder why the uh, you have to wonder who 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 New Japan is seeing as a draw here. Because the like on night one, the, I think the main problem was putting three of your main draws, in my opinion, of course, on one same night. Is you had Okada, Naito, and Tanahashi all on the same night, and this is not to take away anything from from Ibushi, uh, from uh, from Ibushi, from uh, Hiromu, from uh, Shingo, who are all fantastic wrestlers. But I think I think there's still a power balance that exists as far as the audience goes and as far as the, you know who their favorites are i think it's still very clear where that where where that hangs i think night 1 was this was much more stacked than than night 2 i'll tell you one thing it wasn't it wasn't yano versus fale versus bushi versus fucking chase owens on on night 2 that drew the crowds motherfucker I'm, I'm still stunned that they decided to go with this match outside of giving Tomo, Tommy Ishii or show a, a, a proper uh, a proper match on outside of the Rondo the Rambo excuse me on the night before anyway the point here is uh, <laughs> questionable main event booking questions aside I think New Japan has had a has had a spectacularly good year considering and especially since you know they reopened up and uh and and made a very big deal on the precautions that they were taking to ensure the safety of everyone i i you know i think there was a, there's a lot that has to be said about that uh they clearly were one of the more responsible wrestling promotions uh in that regard like of course, the better, the best thing to do is not hold shows at all. Of course, but if you're going to do it, I think this is the way that that you do it. I'm nervous to see what's going to happen over the next few months because um, the the uh, Jap- Japanese government is under a lot of pressure to create more lockdowns, tighten up the uh, this uh, tighten up uh, 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 um, uh, the uh, regulations and restrictions around. COVID, so I'm a little nervous to see what's going to happen after this. Now that we've had New Year's Dash, how far in we're going to be able to go again this time around. Um, 
but uh, I feel like uh, I feel like they've done the best with a bad situation. Like guys, and 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 good on them. I I think the main event was probably the the main event situation in 2020 as far as New Japan goes. I think it was. I think that was the big their biggest problem. I think they made some very very questionable choices. And even after Evil, the the whole G1 thing and. Uh, uh, the whole the the you know, Jay White winning the briefcase off of Ibushi, and then Ibushi getting a shot at Wrestle Kingdom nonetheless. Like I, I think that was the I think the main event picture was the weakest point of New Japan this year. Where as opposed to having guys like uh, Shingo Tagaki who fucking carried uh, the 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 never open way title to a to a level of of prestige and and interest. Uh, same thing with Minoru when when he when Suzuki held it for a while. That really was the workhorse title this year. It really, really was. Nothing but great matches came out of that. Yeah, Sho had a fantastic year. Ishii, who, again, is the MVP of the G1. Like, uh, uh, the discovery that Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi are a fantastic tag team. You know, like, there was so much good in New Japan this year, but it feels like all the really good stuff was happening outside of the main event situation. But... They survived. It seemed to have been to have gone well for them. I can't wait to see the financials on it, but uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how uh, how 2021 develops for them. Hopefully, hopefully we can finally get that Kenta Moxley match. Kenta has defended the the briefcase more than than the title, so we'll see what happens. Thank you for the question, Ben. I really appreciate it. A couple of super chats here. Anakin JMT left us a super chat. Thank you very much. Says, has Great Ocon surpassed Tamina as most boring active wrestler? Oh, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, my, here's my position on the Great Ocon, because I know he's a he's a controversial one. Um, my position is this. I, I am all for... He's a new guy, still young, and I am perfectly okay with him getting shots, getting some spotlight, but right now, he's not doing it for me. I I don't see what other people see in him. I think New Japan has better big men than him. I think uh, New Japan has older, bigger men. Uh, older big men. Has better older big... Has New Japan has big men that are much older than him and that are still better than him right now that are more compelling um but yeah it's the he's so fresh still out of you know still out of the freshly out of the young lions program hasn't been all that long i i'm gonna give him room to breathe but right now i don't get it and i still I get, but I also don't get why Okan Tanahashi was a Wrestle Kingdom match. Perfect, perfect match for a New Beginnings match in a couple of in a couple of weeks. Perfect, perfect match for that. Again, I understand, and I don't. I I know that Tanahashi, one of the old guys working with the young guys. I get it. I get it. I understand, and I know what Tanahashi does for for people like that. Yes, the company is behind them. Yes, they see big things for them. Me, Warren Hayes, as a wrestling fan, I look at Great O'Connor and I'm like, eh, he doesn't offend me. It's not like get him off my television set. Nothing like that. I'm excited to see him grow. Right now, he's just not doing it for me. It's uh, that's just it. 
JK Schwal left a super chat. Thank you very much, JK. Appreciate it. He says, remember Tana and Tai Chi poking guts at the first show back from COVID break? Then look at Tana's abs and hair on night one. Dear God, that's right. That was, I remember popping for that where they were both on the hard cam side and they were just like, Tai Chi and Tana were just like poking at each other's COVID guts. Uh, Tana didn't, Tana, Tanahashi was absolutely 100% Wrestle Kingdom ready. The hair, the tan, the abs, everything. Like that man, under, he, like he gets it. He's like, this is the big one. This is the show. I gotta, I gotta look like a superstar. And he looks like a superstar. What are you gonna do? Thank you very much for the super chat. And Kristen <laughs> uh, Ashley uh, left a super, uh, not a super chat, but she said, "Give everything back to to sexy sexy boy Tana uh, Tana to sexy boy Takahashi and call it a day." Uh, Chris, it's become a tradition. Kristen uh, doesn't follow New Japan as closely as I do, but every year, at least for the past what three years, this is our third. This is the third year that we watch um, Wrestle Kingdom together, and uh, and this was the first year that Hiromu Takahashi sh- sort of said she was introduced to him, like in his full splendor with the gear and everything, and she had a bit of a revelation. They were sort of looking at him and with his with his mugs his faces you know you know what Hiromu does you know when he goes and he gives you that smoldering look you know and I'm like and I'm like hey you know what I can't even be mad I can't even be mad I mean if she you know if she's if she's going if she, if she's gonna if she's gonna look at at New Japan and be like hey that that Hiromu Takahashi guy he's pretty hot I'm like yeah she's absolutely right Yes, that's right. Stupid, sexy humor. Hiromu. That's exactly it. What can you do? <laughs> mm. Folks, we are going to wrap this one up tonight. I want to thank you all for, for coming out uh, this evening and, and joining us live. This was fantastic. I Like, this was a lot of fun. Uh, and a lot of fun. And not only was it fun, I was... I'm... I'm... I'm I was pleasantly surprised. At some of the questions we got here tonight, absolutely great stuff, folks. Uh, definitely not your your conventional uh, audience topic uh, show that was that happened here tonight. I, that that was a, a lot of fun, and I and I'm looking forward to the opportunity to do it again with all of you. So let me know. Let me know if you liked it. Like if you guys liked it, I'll do this again because I had a great time. I really really had a great time. Um, otherwise, hey. Thank you for joining me. Remember to like the video, give it a review if you're listening to the audio of this. And hey, consider subscribing if you're if you haven't already. That would be fantastic. Uh, and I, like I said, you know, your subscription. I like to think that I work for your subscriptions, that I earn your subscriptions. Everyone's feeds are completely, completely overwhelmed with all sorts of stuff. If you want to add me into your notification circle, I am deeply humbled. Thank you all very much. But thank you, everyone, for joining us live here this evening. Have a great week. I'll be back tomorrow for a slate before SmackDown. Goodbye. See you next time.